This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Listen up, nerds. No. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. What? Hello, friends. Do you have a computer? Of course you do, because it's not 1987. Hell, you're listening to this on some kind of computer right now. But do you have a VPN? Oh, (laughs) what's a VPN, you ask? Well, my friend, a VPN is a virtual private network and it offers two key benefits. Enhanced privacy and security online. But VPNs do a lot more than that. VPNs shield your IP address, change your browsing location, and make online life easier. It's all about safety and security, my friends. But, like everything else in life, it's also about watching TV. Don't let your paid subscriptions go to waste. I use NordVPN to access my home content while I'm traveling. Wink, wink. Plus, secure your connection on public Wi-Fi in airports, hotels, cafes, anywhere you go when you're traveling. There's over 6,300 servers in 111 countries, and you can find a nearby server for the best VPN speeds. NordVPN is easy to use. Connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. And it's got amazing speed. NordVPN is one of the fastest VPNs out there. And with just one NordVPN account, you can use it on six devices. It supports every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, Linux, even Android TV. I think those are all real. Don't miss out on all the awesome benefits for using a VPN. Go to nordvpn.com ifanboy today for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. The link's in the show notes. Once again, that's nordvpn.com ifanboy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you ever feel like you really need to get something off your chest? This is this this is a, like a real thing. Like, if you're mad, if you're upset, if uh, if there's something going on, like the I, there's there's often for me an idea. Maybe it's a wrong. Maybe it's a moment. It's it's an injustice. It's something that because you, you keep going on and on over and over in your mind about it, and like that can create anger and resentment or shame, whatever it is. And very often. I have found, I am not a therapist, I have found that when you let it out, when you give it voice, when you say it out loud, um, sometimes it makes you feel better because you've, you've expressed it. And sometimes it makes you realize like, oh, this is not a big deal that I've, it's been stuck in my head. So you give voice to those things um, and it can make you feel a lot better. And shock of all shocks, therapy is one of those things that can help you do that. It can help you be able to say those things in a place where you don't need to worry about the repercussions of it, work your way through it, uh, figure out coping skills, how to get around it, you know, find, find ways to deal with that stuff instead of letting it fester. Um, if you are thinking of starting therapy, uh, if anything I said sounds familiar, you're like, oh, maybe my life would be a little better if I could deal with that kind of thing. You should give BetterHelp a try. It's fully online. It is convenient, flexible. It is suited to your schedule. That's the idea. That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. You're listening to Goodfellas Minute 87. I know I'd go from rags to riches if you would only say you can. Hello, welcome to Goodfellas Minute, the only podcast that analyzes the Martin Scorsese picture. Goodfellas, one cramped domestic minute at a time. I'm Josh Flanagan. I'm here with Ron Richards. Hello. And Connor Kilpatrick. Hello. Minute 87 starts off with delighted daughters in a tiny apartment, and it ends with questions about Henry's prison diet. That's a house. 
She says house. It has one room. <laughs> it's a house. I it's, think an that's apart- part. it's an apartment. Uh, in real life, it was an apartment in Valley Stream, New York, on Long Island. Uh, but in movie, uh, this was uh, filmed at an apartment in uh, Fort Lee, New Jersey, which I think adds to the sad depressingness <laughs> of the domestic uh, space. Well, my first note is I am Henry Hill's disappointed face. <laughs> <laughs> like, I want to go back to the farm. Fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> Life was hard, man. I just got to say that I do. So we get we see Henry's kind of point of view as he sweeps the entire apartment. Which There's appears like to, a bunk bed in the living room. I, yeah, it's really bad. But I would like to commend Karen's consistent decorating style with yet another ugly duvet on her bed. Oh, listen, we're gonna get to that. Listen, that's, <laughs> this is this is gorgeous. <laughs> this is this is subtle. Yeah. This is oh. refined. There's like earth tones. In comparison to what we're about to see. <laughs> I my first note was, well, that's a pretty large studio apartment. I've been in New York City. Right. I yeah. was like, all right, you're making it's, that work. Well, they're in Valley Stream, Long Island. Valley Stream. Oh, I know. Oh. They even have studio yes. houses. Yes. 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 Yeah. apartment complexes. Yes. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, this is a rough time for Karen. She was working. She like was working. Like she was working. Garage. She was working part-time jobs. She would bring the kids to her parents' house for meals. Like it was a tough time period. Uh, I, 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 I thought it was interesting. You know, you wonder about what you know because the kids are getting older. They, when we last when we last saw these children, they were babies. Let's keep this in mind too. This is four years after the scene in prison when they're when they're a toddler and an infant, and now these children look to be, I would say, like eight to twelve. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like there's some some I never tried thoughts. working with us. <laughs> Seven-year-old, six-year-old shooting, shooting a movie. This is no longer Lorraine Bracco's child. That's all I'm saying. That would be amazing. <laughs> and, then, and he gives them very I've, long headlock. I've had such issues with this hug for years that I don't understand it. Because he's, he's seeing his girls, and he's out of prison, and he's hugging them. And then what he does is he proceeds to take both children in a headlock and clench his fists. And then, and then release his palms when he let goes of the hug. It's the weirdest maneuver, and I've and every time I watch the movie, I dwell on it because I I, I pause the movie, I think about it for a good hour. Um, yeah. And don't shows. <laughs> but I just don't understand, right? I just don't understand. Like, it's a, it's a weird thing to do to your children. That's yeah, all. but yeah. let's let's look at who we're talking about here. Yeah, I mean, he's an emotionally stunted human just in general. He's a professional liar. He's been in prison for a really long time. Yeah. I think he's going to be awkward, and I think that this is a pretty physical manifestation of that, and therefore I buy it. Yeah. He's not comfortable with, no. the ha- with, the, with the house or the apartment yeah. or with and the who he is or the family or what he's been doing. Yep. So he's – yeah, I get it. And I, I like that they're not even – he's not even there five minutes where he's like, pack your bags. We're going to move. Who wants to go to okay, Uncle, Uncle Polly's? I have a problem with this because there's no plan. You don't just pack. Listen, it's well, 19, you, you got to pack because he's going to get the money in the meantime. It's 1978. You can do no, that, but, Josh. No, he tells her, he, go get a house. Give her, some, <laughs> give her something to work with. Some well, numbers. okay, so let's talk about it. So he, he's going to Pittsburgh. He, in fact, within 24 hours of leaving prison, he was in Pittsburgh. Which, which was oh. a, a, an enormous violation of his parole. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was going there to pick up 15 grand from right. his partner we mentioned yesterday's show. Paul Mazzei. Uh, Paul Mazzei. He owed 15 grand for their marijuana business. Now, in 1978, this is their fun fact for the show, <laughs> the average cost of a new house was in America was $54,000. Okay. So that so fifteen grand would have been around 27% down. I mean, he was That's, that's not bad. Yeah, that's good. Um, that that 54000 is equivalent to 
thousand dollars for today's get, Does he have credit though? How, can, how does he get a mortgage? It does it in, in Karen's Karen in Karen's mother's name. We'll find out that later in the movie. By the yeah, way, it's never yeah yeah they actually do reveal that later True. in the movie. So let's stay tuned. True. But well, it, well, the funny funny thing about that was he actually goes to Pittsburgh yes. in real life, which we don't talk about in the movie. And uh, <laughs> I don't have any money for you. He had two grand. <laughs> I got two grand. Instead, he took a, a giant suitcase worth of uh, marijuana back to New York uh, on the bus because he couldn't he couldn't uh, take it on the plane. That's and dope. sold it for twelve grand and used that to buy the house. Yep. So they were they were in a new house pretty quick. So I guess what I'm hearing is that if you have a positive attitude, everything will work out. He's a can-do guy, Josh. Yeah, it's true. He's a hard-working, blue-collar, can-do kind of guy. I th- I think the whole story of him going back to Pittsburgh is really funny though, because the guy doesn't have the money, so he's like, all right, well, I'm just gonna take a bunch of weed. And then the, I would have loved to have seen Henry Hill standing with the large suitcase trying to figure out how to get back to New York. Because he had no idea how he'd been in prison, so he doesn't know how they how much they look at bags. Because I imagine when they went to Florida, they probably didn't look at their bags very closely at all back in 1973 right. when that happened, right? You, you um, could smoke on a plane, you could yeah, it was brandish a time. weapon, probably. But um, yeah, that's that 78. That's not a 1978 weed. But the but the story the story in Wise Guy tells that that apparently he took the Greyhound to be safe. Yeah. And he put the luggage in the luggage compartment of the bus, and it was like a 12-hour bus ride from Pittsburgh back to New York. And at every stop, Henry got out of the bus to watch people uh, interact with the luggage to make sure nobody was taking his bag by mistake. So, at, like, every stop of Greyhound, he'd get out. Like, Not a rest of the trip. How twitchy must he, he must have looked. He must have looked so, oh, jeez. He's coked uh, up. Yeah. Well, no, so, not, not yet. Not yet. But, right. uh, yeah. So. yeah he, hadn't, he hadn't done a drug yet at this point. That's why really? he, he didn't know. Uh, when he had to sell the weed, he didn't know how to do it because he, at this point he had had nothing to do with drugs. He didn't use them. He didn't sell them. Other, other than being in prison, obviously. Yeah, he'd never even rolled a joint before prison. So, or quote unquote that shit. Yeah. So, uh, again, that's later this week. But uh, but uh, but back to the movie where he just you know again whitewashing Karen, going it's gonna be fine. It's all right. I'll take care of it. And then plays the absentee father and goes, who wants to go to Uncle Paulie's? And the girls start dancing as if they know what that means, but they were toddlers the last time they went there. <laughs> well, well not either. Karen. Karen's been there. For yeah, Karen's been there, yeah. <laughs> she know, they know about going to Uncle Paulie's. I don't know. They give us a bunch of Going to Uncle Paulie's <laughs> means that mom disappears for an hour and we just watch TV. <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> Yay! He has Atari. I think right? Um, <laughs> also, the, also, these two girls. These two girls do not look alike at all. One has got long blonde hair. The other's got curly. Oh, it's very. Yeah, it's very. Strange. I look nothing like my brother. It's fine. It's a thing that happens. Yeah. So are we smash cutting to Polly's now. Also, they're actors. Uh, well, are we smash cutting to Polly's now? Or are we smash cutting to an enormous plate of of sausage and peppers? Oh, well, here's the thing. <laughs> I, we we here's a, here's a behind the scenes moment for all the listeners. We usually record the show right before Ron oh. and I's dinner time. Oh, I'm dying. And this was the wrong time to watch this minute because. Yep. All I want is to put my face on that plate and just never, never move it. No, so we're gonna, we're gonna zero, we're gonna, we're gonna go you deep. On the, we're gonna go deep on this dinner at Paulie's, by the way. Okay, so they're back at Paulie's as if nothing has happened. Right, the music which, even which gets, comes back in. Gets yeah. back to what I was talking about yesterday. How cold it is. It's like it wasn't like I just made your wife starve for right. the last four years. Well, like, he made her starve. He made her starve in different ways, Connor. If you know what I mean. <laughs> What? Well, uh, sex. <laughs> no, that doesn't make sense. Still. Doesn't make sense at all. No. Ron, do you know how this works? <laughs> he, he, made her, he made it work for them. I'm gonna make you starve, baby. Well, hang hey, on. There's hang, yeah, there's Tootie at the table. Everyone's at the table. Even even uh, Scorsese's father's at the table, right at the head. No. Yeah. So, um, but but first off, the platter of sausage looks still fucking delicious. Oh, just, I mean, like the platter is. I mean, gigantic. It's enormous, yeah. I mean, because there's a lot of people there, but clearly, the, I mean, Scorsese made that then, right? Uh, must have. 
and, right. and what it is is that it's it's so it's sausage. It looks as if sausage, you know, kind of li- you know links that were sliced. And I see some peppers, and then you got a nice base of tomato sauce all over it. Like I'm, oh. I'm, oh god! But it doesn't stop there because oh. then they walk to the table, you know, where Tootie's already eaten, and then we get a close up of what might be one of the finest lasagnas I've seen in a long time. <laughs> like this. I'll tell you was, what, when I go home after this, I'm not going to be eating this well. Yeah, you know, actually, that might not be lasagna. That might be parma- chicken parmesan or veal parmesan, or I don't it just care. It just looks good. It could just be that I'm on a veal parmesan kick. Um, it, it, the thing is, it's all the same ingredients. Yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, let's let's just call a spade a spade there. What what I like is that Henry is seated next to Polly on his left, as if you know that that's where he, he's back where he belongs. He's with the family, right? And or Polly's keeping him close. Right. Exactly. exactly. Well, that's interesting because Jimmy and Tommy aren't there, as far as we can tell. Well, they weren't there before either. Yeah. Well, so that's also interesting. Then. Yeah. Right. Because I, I don't because, think. Yeah. Paul. Well, we're gonna get to that. Yeah. yeah. Tomorrow or the day after. Well, yeah. About why that is, but um, I, I always want to mention the sad kids table in the background. Well, that, that's I was going to mention that as well too. That and the interaction because there are little things that Scorsese has done in these little scenes that completely, you know, in, in, you know, capture what this real life was like. And there was always a kids' table. I sat at the kids' table until I was like thirteen. There was there's never room at the dining room table. There's a kids' table off to the side, and you're Someone there. Someone have to die. And you're you're there. Um, <laughs> and you're there. And you're. Yeah. Just, was there an age limit on the kids' table? No, it was it was room. It was where I mean, it was. I, I think the the longest anyone was probably by teenagers. That's when you move up. That's you know like around like thirteen, fourteen. But um, and that was the worst too because you know, I don't want to sit at the kids' table. It's like it's the quote unquote kids' table. But then what is great is that after we see the long shot of the sad kids' table, then we get the close up of Karen and Henry and Paulie sitting at the table. And what happens? But their daughter comes and asks Karen something, and someone off camera says, "Honey, leave your mother alone. Let her eat." So accurate. So accurate. Uh, there was always a problem at the kids' table, and you went up to tell your parents, and then he got yelled at and smacked and sent back to the kids' table. Also, uh, Henry's stuffing his face. Henry is stuffing his face. And he what, probably hasn't eaten that, that well. What while. ridiculous dress did this poor girl get put in, by the way, too? Oh, it's so like, shoulders? Yeah. yeah it's, <laughs> <laughs> sleeves. Oof. I know. It's just a, but but I, I applaud Scorsese for nailing the Italian family Sunday meal and the, honey, honey, leave your mother alone. Let her eat. So, it's um, yeah. nice that Paulie dressed up for the occasion. Well, it's Sunday. Oh, it's Henry's. Re- he was dressed up for the last Sunday dinner, and this yeah. is Henry's return from prison. And Henry's supposed to get a party like bats. Yeah, what happened? Yeah, this is his party. Um, yeah, no, th- it was funny because like the kids changed, but apparently Henry didn't change clothes. He literally was in prison this morning. <laughs> talk, talk, talk about how means, fast he went. <laughs> yeah, and he's. I mean, like they're gonna have a smell. Yeah, right. They're gonna have, they're gonna have a prison. Yep. And that was a long drive. It was, yeah. It was oh, it's. I, I went. Choice. I went through this on a previous episode. It's at least three to four hours from Lewisburg to Long Island. And you gotta, then you, you, you got to go through Jersey. You go over the GW. You got to go across yeah. Bronx. Yeah. It's a weekday. It's not good. The cross they Bronx, let people out on Sundays. The cross Bronx has never been good. Is it, according to the book, it's a six-hour drive. Oh, jeez. So, so six hours plus going to the house, realizing it sucks, and then bailing them. They just they just barely made dinner. Yeah. So well, they had to go home and pack up everything they owned first, too. Right. <laughs> we can't go to Paulie's, Uncle Paulie's, until that. he finished packing. Pack this up. <laughs> well, so, they don't have that much stuff. They got one. Well, he wasn't going to take Karen. It was like <laughs> he told her, get this packed up. And then he looked at the kids who wants to go to Uncle Paulie's. <laughs> get, get to work, Karen. I didn't uh, mean you. <laughs> 
It's awful. I know you've been fucking him. Um, <laughs> Jeez. Uh, well, uh, and, and we we've talked a lot about Scorsese's use of music and and how you know sometimes the the songs has got a little meta commentary on the scene. Here we are. Uh, the song is "The Boulevard of Broken Dreams" by Tony Bennett. Uh, it was actually originally a hit song in 1933, uh, written by Al Dubin and ha- Harry Warren. Uh, but this is actually one of Tony Bennett's first hits in 1950, and he mixed it up and made it more Latin sounding, and that's what made it a hit. So it's funny because this music really is a throwback to the music from the sort of golden age of this movie. Yes. Whereas we had started to get into some of the rock. It's a throwback 70s, remix, but then also the words are yeah. you know important. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. no, that too. But like it definitely has the feeling of, oh, this is like before. Everything's gonna be fine. Yep. Everything's gonna be just like it was. Don't worry, it's Tony Bennett. Well, oh. you know Tony Bennett, right? It's gonna be fine. Everything's so. good. Yep. Oh, that food. I really want veal parmesan right now. <laughs> this is the first uh, slightly aged character that we've seen with Polly back. Hair's oh, a little yeah. gray. Yeah, we're, we're gonna, gonna see, see a little more of this yeah. going on. Yep. Um, but if you're not paying attention, you will miss that. Yeah, because but, that's about because well, they are all the same age as the last scene they were. Yeah, in. it'll be hard to miss in tomorrow's episode. But yeah, so. true. All right, well that's all I got for this minute. You guys got anything else? Fuck count is zero, and fuck count for yesterday was also zero. We neglected to mention that. Right. Uh, so zero to zero. It's been it's been fuckless. It's been it's been seven at least seven days without a fuck. Unless you're Karen and Polly. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> oh, it's going to do minute eighty seven. Let's go in the other room with my friend Joe Foley. We're going to go uh, check out the cart. <laughs> How do you make a squeaky noise, Joe? Hey, kids, what do you think Heck I can do with these two coconuts? <laughs> ah, again, that is it for Minute 87. Tune in tomorrow for Minute uh, 88, which always follows 87. Until then, check us out on Twitter at Goodfellas Min or on Instagram and Facebook at Goodfellas Minute. And, of course, you can find all of our episodes at GoodfellasMinute.com. If you want to support the show, uh, you can go to Patreon.com slash GFM or GoodfellasMinute.com slash support. We can also find uh, a link to our Amazon uh, affiliate page uh, where you can buy things from Amazon.com and uh, we get a little piece of it, which I think is uh, mob appropriate. If there was a mob, of course there isn't. There's- if you have any questions, anything you want to ask, say, correct, talk about how that veal parmesan smelled. Oh, oh. oh. so you good. Email us, email us photos of your best veal parmesan. Yeah. Uh, or the best lasagna you've ever seen uh, at contactagoodfellasminute.com. <laughs> Uh, and <laughs> oh man, now I'm gonna be hungry all the time. That's good. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. So until tomorrow, or will I go from rags to return? My fate is up.